2: Welcome in. Free Dudes with a View, Thursday edition. I am Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. This is our last show of the week tomorrow morning, this time, this station inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. And we will see you again on Monday. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing?
0: Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody.
2: Got the bus park, kids delivered.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had to, we had to call an audible this morning. So I had to be at Culioca at 710 uh, for a meeting, uh, at the school and so tiffany took the kids and i got out of the meeting and came straight straight up here after i stopped by the store (laughs) okay there you go been exciting been exciting mr
2: jim york dude number one how are you doing good morning everybody good morning nice brisk morning this morning yes it was i got my jacket on and we've got a friend of the station uh came by this morning uh murray county commissioner gabe howard how you doing i'm doing well good morning everyone i uh Got out the, the fall
1: uh, over shirt and little flannel material. It was definitely chilly this morning.
2: Excited to be here. It's a typical September weather. A little drier, though, than we like to see our Septembers. Uh, and uh, Yeah, a little drier than we like to see our Septembers. And, and it'll have an effect on uh, crops and grasslands and that kind of thing into the winter. Because um, this time of year, they they uh, get their final growth before wintertime sets in. Grass uh, other plants, crops, that kind of thing. We're supposed to get a little rain around Sunday, I think. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. No, well Saturday. Here. Saturday, we're supposed to get a little rain. Good deal. We're gonna we're gonna need it. All right. I've been reading something. You know, sometimes. Uh, well Vladimir Putin gets you know he, he, poor fellow in this country I mean he's he has done some bad things, but he's credited with doing more bad things than he's ever even dreamed about. but he was given a speech here recently where Putin says uh, and I think he's right he says uh, the United States has lost the moral high ground to lecture any other country in the world. About democracy. And that's because we have a sitting president who has indicted his opponent in the next election. And therefore, we have lost the moral high ground to lecture or assist any other country in the world regarding democracy.
0: Clayton, you over there nodding your heads? I don't disagree. I I don't disagree at all. I mean, and and you also, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear about election interference and everything else, but. We have interfered in tons of elections ourselves, especially in Israel. About ten years ago, that that actually did happen. So, you know, we we have no room to um, to to point our finger at anybody else. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I completely agree. But that doesn't make it right, Clayton. I'm not saying it makes it right, but
3: I, I don't think we interfered. Oh, we as interfered. Much as we tried to have fair elections in countries that had a lot of conflict we
0: were involved well, president in obama like sent that. his democrat op- operatives over to israel to try to take out the sitting nah, president well, nobody well, said take uh, out nothing huh?
3: israel is becoming a, a dictatorship anyway you know i hate to say that there and i'm go. not anti-semite but we've got a guy over there that's comparable to the one that's trying to get back in office over here that that's uh got a lot of autocratic tendencies
0: same guy they tried to take out 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, and speaking of autocratic tendencies, so in a recent decision, the Fifth Circuit Missouri. Missouri versus Biden. Uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is, uh, recently held it up. The Biden administration was found guilty of violating the First Amendment rights of all Americans by sending the FBI and others to threaten Facebook and other social media platforms, if they didn't, uh, most of it was about uh, was about COVID. If they didn't put the information out that the Biden administration warned about COVID, uh, or they didn't withhold the information the Biden administration didn't want the American people to know, then they would they were threatened explicitly with regulatory action. Uh, Lawsuits, that kind of thing. And now it, was, it wasn't that deaf. It was about them putting out
3: disinformation. They, the government wanted them to scrutinize the information that they published so they wouldn't put disinformation, getting people all confused and riled up. And, and it still happened. Quite a bit, where people didn't know whether the vaccine was going to help them or the vaccine. And was the hurt. Fifth
2: Circuit found that was a violation of the First Amendment rights of all Americans, and ordered the Biden administration to desist and quit. By well, by they injunction. might have
3: done it, but I think that was a bad ruling. When you when you have a government and you're in charge of a government, and you've got an agency, a private agency, putting out a lot of disinformation, it's it's okay to go talk to them. I think a
2: private agency. It's they private company. They they went way beyond talking to them. They threatened them with certain specific actions, and the Fifth Circuit found that it went beyond, way beyond persuasion. They found it amounted to coercion, illegal coercion. And in my mind, you know, when you shut down our First Amendment rights, which the Biden administration is. The Fifth Circuit, folks, the, the next appeal is to the Supreme Court of the United States. That is a very high court and a very compelling authority. And so they found that the Biden administration I, – I mean, that's the thats the offense that Biden ought to be impeached on. The, the $20 million going out the back door in suitcases is penny ante compared to suppressing the First Amendment rights of millions of Americans. And, well,
3: we got more problems than to worry about that. We need to worry about oh, yeah, right. domestic violence that's taking place in Colombia. I know you know about that. No. what violence? Domestic violence it happened oh, on September twelfth.
0: There was an incident.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, Gabe, what's he talking about? I, well, I, I'm not. I was reading the
1: article this morning quickly, and I, and I don't know the names, but uh, from what I understand is. Uh, there is a gentleman that is in uh Vanderbilt right now. He is stable but in critical condition with self inflicted um you know, issues and, and harm to him, his own self. But uh there was there is a deceased uh Columbia woman that uh I think was-
3: Carol Ann Coleman. And I, his name is James Edward Davison Jr. Okay,
2: and this this yeah. is more important than the First Amendment rights of all Americans. Yeah, I the think because it's,
3: lo- it's local. Oh it's Lord! Local. Oh, with a good gun, grief! With this garbage. Involved, the guy killed the lady, kill the lady and then tried to kill himself, but he didn't this, do a good Monsieur,
2: job. I, I found a, a study came out years ago that I think is very true that domestic violence as a you know per th- one thousand people you know as a rate domestic violence per 1000 or per 100,000 people basically has not changed in western civilization in 500 years the for every 100,000 people the instance of domestic violence have remained constant constant for 500 years it's just something that's with us always will be not getting any worse not getting any better it, but it pales compared to the first amendment rights of all americans when so, the when the you when know, they, when they buy. So the again,
3: most- you try to negate the fact that we have domestic violence right here in Columbia, I, and this has been a, a problem with this particular person for several times. I yeah, I, I, I think well, I, I'm, I'm not say, saying. saying I think I saw six, six to
1: eight different occurrences, and and I mean and I nobody
3: you, I, did anything about it. I, you know?
1: I I I don't think that that's also the truth, Mr. York. Um, do I think that it was handled? You know, all eight of those times or six of those times the way that it should have been. No, I mean, it's, it's obviously a recurring uh, theme with that guy. Um, you know, the interesting thing, I've actually read a statistic that culturally, you know, in America, you look at domestic violence, it is, uh, you know, it is alarming. Um, it is a recurring, recurring in, uh, you know, generationally in families, but actually when you look at it across the country and the world, <coughs> In America, the numbers are fractions of what it is in other countries and the way that women are treated in these, you know, domestic incidents. So, uh, I mean, I think we've definitely got a lot of work to do and, you know, but to say that that story is more important than, you know, the the right of free speech,
2: I, 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 I would agree with Delk on that. That's literally too. Do you think
3: a red flag law
2: would have prevented this? Domestic violence. I mean, domestic well, violence. Well, first
1: of all, Mister York. I mean, I, you're you're going to turn this into a conversation that it really never was, but that's okay. At the end of the day, a bad guy is always still going to find a gun. They're a bad guy. The gun but is it, not the, red the problem. Flag
3: law were implemented. What uh, was, or was that, a gun? They ev- have prevented this. Uh, Tragedy. Well, I don't know involved.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the details of this specifically, but I mean, I looked at the guy's record, and I mean, he had strangulation. So, would a red red flag law have helped with a strangulation? Do you know that there was a gun involved?
3: He shot himself twice.
1: I don't. <laughs> do we? I don't know. I don't think. I, it, I, I've I not read I, anything I, I, about I that in any of the stories. I don't know stories. if that's accurate. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that's accurate. But again, you you want to make this about you know gun rights and red flag laws. I mean, that's that was really your motive there. Um, yeah, so, nobody so let's wants to, to talk about I, it. You I'd just love, love to, like to talk about else.
2: it.
3: You
1: no, just you you want like to nobody
3: w- else. You don't want to talk about Look, no, it, it, Mr. It, York. It, I, love,
1: I love talking about it because constantly from your side you want to you want to change the subject. It, it, yeah, exactly.
0: If, if Trump, change the subject, if, if the, if the from Trump, First it, Amendment rights, if the Trump administration had violated the First Amendment rights of all the Amer- of all Americans, it, he'd be it, up in arms. Exactly. Right now. That's what we'd be talking yeah, about. Now yeah. we have a. want to change the, subject, the Constantly a double standard. What's what's.
2: You know, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with basic violence. It's very real and it's very much a problem. But it it's it's something that it, it's going to be in the Murray County courts, the courts of Tennessee, uh, yesterday, tomorrow, and today, forever. And it's just something that's with us now. It's very important. There's some very important organizations that work to uh, assist the, the victims of domestic violence right here in Murray County, uh, and their work is extremely important. Uh, and uh, it's, so domestic violence is serious, but, that, I mean, it's not it's apples and oranges. Good Lord, folks, we're talking about the First Amendment rights of all Americans, and when you're talking about a deliberate effort to bring to bear the power of the presidency to suppress speech,
3: that, okay, has it that, stopped?
2: Them? Are they still doing it? That, are they still doing yes, it? Yes, they are. As a matter of fact... They're not still doing it. Yeah, matter oh, of fact... That's, that's, that's nonsense, Mr. York. matter of fact, the White House legal counsel, get this, this was yesterday. And this is despite the injunction. Yesterday, the White House sends out a memo to all media to... Uh, the, to uh, uh, demand that they pursue their talking points, that there's no evidence to impeach Biden. Now, what's unusual about this, though, is this letter from the White House did not come from the PR department. It didn't come from John John claude Pierre's office, you know, a press release. Uh, to the press, it came from the White House Legal Counsel's Office.
3: So they it, have a right to it, do that it came for the from president? The, no, no, a right no. To Wait, no, no, no. no. Wait a second. They have no. a right?
2: They have no. The White House Legal Counsel's Office, when you get a letter from them, that's a legal threat. It's
3: not a threat. Yes, it is. So it's all White Houses have legal counsels that issue letters and documents and, to cover to try to protect the presidency of the United States. Well, you and know, and doing to, doing to that, protect that's the that's presidency,
2: should the White House legal counsel's office be sending out this kind of thing? Or th- should this be... Perhaps. Some, I it, don't know this, all the details. This Perhaps ought to be a press should. release from the Biden campaign. They are using the power now, of you the. You know
3: the Hatch Law prevents that. The Hatch Law prevents. No, the Hatch campaigns.
2: Law does not prevent the Biden campaign office from sending out a press release. In fact, no, that,
3: it doesn't prevent. That's a campaign office. That's two different entities.
2: That's right. This kind of thing should have come from a campaign office, not the White House Legal Counsel's office. So,
3: well, I don't know the content. I, you know, I'd have to look at the letters myself.
2: Well, I'll tell you about it. All right, let's take a break and come back. with the view. I'm Dude Number Three, Delp Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing?
0: Doing well, Dell. Good morning, everybody. Dude number
2: one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And uh friend of the station <laughs> guest with us this morning, Gabe Howard, Murray County Commissioner, how you doing? Good morning everyone. Glad to be here. All right. We've been talking about this uh Missouri versus Biden, uh, where the uh, attorney general for the state of Missouri sued the Biden administration. For illegally uh, suppressing uh, free speech by putting pressure on social media platforms, and I think Facebook is the primary one in a post-Ellen Musk Twitter world. But uh, it, it says here that the uh, the Biden administration argued that the tech platforms acted independently and that communications by federal officials. Our protected government speech, the Fifth Circuit disagreed, holding that officials crossed the First Amendment line by coercing platforms with threats of antitrust action and legal liability for user content under Section 230, and therefore violated the First Amendment rights the court held of all Americans to associate and to speak freely under the First Amendment. This is serious stuff, folks. This is as bad as it gets. This—if you want authoritarianism, uh, this is this is how it works. And uh, so, the, so what's the remedy, Bill? You got
3: a, you got a solution. You got a problem. Give me a solution.
2: They're they're putting down a permanent injunction, but the Biden administration went ahead and gleefully violated it again yesterday by sending this. Uh, stuff out of White House Legal Counsel's office, and (coughs) again, this, this, this... So if the legal counsel sent it out,
3: they had an interpretation of the law that's better than you and myself and Gabe, so evidently they thought they were sending out good information to the companies that they dealt with.
2: I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: I'm saying those attorneys are very, very astute, very smart so they're looking at the law, and they read but everything I think about got the law. he's not understanding
1: what they sent out. No, they, they
3: understand you, you, what they're sending out. No, yes, they
1: do. No, Mr. York, I, I think
3: you don't understand what they
2: sent out. What they sent out yesterday was a letter to all major news organizations demanding that they uh, cover this Biden impeachment. I'd like impeachment. to see the letter. I'd like to see the letter. Cover this Biden. Send me a copy of the letter. I'll get you a copy of the letter. But the uh, demanding that they. Minimize or or promote the narrative that there's no evidence on which Biden can be impeached. Now we can debate that another time, but again, this is you know on the on the spectrum of things. There's nothing wrong with the White House press office sending out a press release. You know, Mister York. Let me put it into a perspective that
1: um, I think here. Let's talk about it locally. That would be. The school system sending out to the local media saying, "Hey, we don't want you talking about the charter school appeal that's coming out. We don't want anyone to know that that's happening, and we don't want anyone to show up to it." Are you okay with that? Oh, that's not right.
3: Thank you. And if if if, if Biden and those attorneys, they had a reason, though. We know what our local situation is, Gabe. I'm glad you use that as an example. September 21st, 4 p.m. There's yep. a hearing at the at the at the Ho Porter Building. So come out, folks, and see and be part of that hearing. Ab- see absolutely. what's going on.
1: Absolutely, those that are for it, those that are against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the community needs to be part of that, and so I, I think that's kind of the whole point there, Mister Yort.
3: No, is- no. The problem is, Gabe. Let me let me correct you. Now the problem is. The community is being overridden by a panel if it happens. So it's taking local control out of the school system. So well, come out and see this in action, what Governor Lee has instituted to try to put charter schools across this state. And, and, come Mr., out and, and see Mr. York, we. we a a we, violation of democracy. Your voice, people, when you're looking at this, has no bearing. It's going to be in the governor's office.
1: Hey, Mr. York, we're actually going to agree on that. At the end of the day, when you look at a policy that was made with a trigger mechanism that basically, hey, we get the final say-so, I would agree with you. I, I, I think that uh, no one probably realized whenever that was, you know, getting passed and, and what that looked like. Um, I do think at the end of the day it should be at the local control. But, you know, I also think at sometimes at the local control there might need to be one additional layer of was this a fair process was the application? Did the
3: application meet the requirements? If you were a school board member, I'd understand that. But you're not a school board member; you're a commissioner. I'm still and a the community board member. Made what they considered a reasonable decision, so it's their but, call.
1: Well, and we can agree to disagree. At the end of the day, there's actually a process, and it was the process followed. I think that's the whole question. Did they meet the requirements or did they not? It was not an emotional decision of, hey, I want or I do not want this in our community. Did they meet the requirements? It's, it's really as simple as that. But to go back to Delk's point, Mr. York, you just said, hey, you're not okay with uh, the school system suppressing the local media and getting that information out there. I mean, this is a much bigger picture problem, well, but I that's, that's the example. whole point.
3: I use your example, Gabe. You gave some explicit information. I don't know what Biden and their attorneys sent out. I didn't read it. I don't know. I'm not privileged to that. So I'd have to read the letter and see what it said.
2: Well, the letter said "A a letter drafted by the Biden White House legal counsel's office was a call for the major media to ramp up their scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. That's but Dell, you're reading something somebody else wrote. You're not reading the letter. Well, I'm reading a quote from the letter. You're
3: reading a quote supposedly call, from the letter. For I'd for major, like to see the whole
2: letter. Called for major media to ramp up their scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. That those are quotes from the letter. Uh. The message is curious and concerning, particularly in the aggressive role being played by the White House counsel's office. First, the White House is now actively involved in pushing narratives and denying factual allegations linked to the Biden corruption scandal. That could create a Nixonian-type allegation of the abuse of office and the use of federal employees to counter impeachment efforts. Second, the letter was drafted by White House legal counsel's office. So White House lawyers are now enlisting the media in a counter-media campaign against impeachment. The letter removes any pretense of separation between the Biden personal legal team and the White House counsel's office. And we're just right back where we were, where... The, the power of the presidency is being used to, to coerce and intimidate speech, and that is wrong. I,
3: I didn't see you complain one time when the last administration did what they did. And you didn't complain can, one time. Can hand, you be more specific about it? you whiny, whiny, whiny about what Biden's doing. Tell us, can, what, 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 they about tell us what they did. What about tell the us. jobs? What about infrastructure? Well, what about reducing uh, drug prices? Let's talk about the good things. I think those, out those were Trump. Some of those were
2: Trump policy.
3: talk about that.
2: How did Trump, you know, if you want to know who the autocrats are, look at who's attacking, you know, the First Amendment, free speech, the Democrats, Biden the second
3: Friday amendment
2: attacking the first amendment the, the the fifth circuit court of appeals has held explicitly that the biden that the biden white house has been coercing speech in okay, violation of the first amendment of the constitution of the united states that's one ruling. So, so what
3: about the other? Any other ruling? One ruling that affects the
2: ruling? whole. There's hey, lots you. of one rulings that you want to throw Trump under the bus in this conversation. Brown versus Board of Education. That was one ruling. Yeah. Okay. The uh, that's garbage, Mister York. The, uh, the they they are involved. You know. So who's 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 violating the First Amendment? Uh, free speech. Well, if he to... violated, that's wrong. So that's an
3: amendment that we hold dearly in this country. Well, the so Fifth that's... Circuit did a 70— 70... So if the Fifth Circuit told him he did wrong, then he did wrong.
2: 74-page opinion. The so sec...
3: but, so, so this... what's supposed to happen to him because he did wrong? Tell me, tell me, what's the penalty? Uh,
2: It's an injunction. The the FBI— okay, tell yeah. They tell him to stop it, right? Yeah, the FBI can't go and, call and him. And they're supposed to stop it, right? The FBI is not supposed to go call on Facebook anymore. Right. Okay. So, that, well, let's see if it happens again. If
3: it happens again, then we'll do something else. Apparently just yesterday. The judicial that you, system that we depend on will do something else, right? Hey, Mr.
2: there's a huge difference. If if I got a letter here at, at Kennedy Broadcasting, if I got a press release from the White House uh, press office, uh, you know, that'd be great. That'd be you know, whatever. It'd be routine. But if I got a letter from White House legal counsel's office telling me to publicize or not publicize something, it'd scare the bejesus out of me.
3: And you'd take it to your attorney, and your attorney would advise to file suit or go to court or
2: do whatever, right? Well, uh, a radio station of this size? No. A radio station of any size. If they got a letter
3: like that, they would take it to their attorney immediately, and their attorney would either file file a, a case against it or, or do whatever is necessary right uh,
2: you know you're talking about the ability of a small town radio station to incur you know perhaps millions of dollars in legal fees
3: and you are really lucky cuz you are an attorney you would you would you would know how to deal with that wouldn't you
2: miss york this, this is this I'd is be, nonsense I, I i would be scared of it uh i would be very scared of it i mean well, if you were scared of it, you would go to another attorney to assist you, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to put myself in the uh, where I would incur perhaps millions of dollars in legal fees. I, I mean, I can't do that. It's not worth it. This,
3: these were major companies, Dell, that have legal teams just sitting around waiting to protect their company. So they are well taken care of. They are well taken care hey, of. Hey,
1: Mr. York, I want to take it back to local. You know, what if... You were to find out that you know it was a knife or a hammer here locally that um, the lady that is deceased, uh, Miss what, what did you say, uh, Cassandra?
3: I think her name was Coleman. Miss Coleman. Okay. Parts go out
1: to the family anyway. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But what what if it was a a hammer or a knife? Or do we need to uh, do we need to have red flag laws against hammers
3: and knives? Any kind of threat, any kind of threat. I think the authorities know what to do if it was referred, and they would have had a, a authority to take weapons or to confiscate weapons. Okay. I don't know. The guy still. I so mean, we're going to cut his hands know. off
1: because I think he had about oh. half a dozen, half a dozen, you know, hand domestic violence charges.
3: Well, yeah, somebody should have responded to that. Though again, what I'm saying. We have situations. We've been tossing this gun reform thing around back and forth. Nobody wants to talk about it. And here, right in our own pristine little Columbia, we have an incident that may have may have been prevented if we'd have had improved M- reform uh, gun M- laws. Mr. York, I, I, I received I mean, information. There's just in not us. any
2: connection between domestic violence and the First Amendment. None. Zero. Mm-hmm. Nada. That's garbage. You know, it's just another. Well,
3: Dale, what you want me to do? I said it was wrong if they did it. What you want me to do? Go slap the president?
2: Well, Tom. I wouldn't recommend that. And uh, Clayton Clayton has found the the letter that went out from the White House Legal Counsel's Office. And and it's it's entirely. Page page
0: two kind of gives the directives as to what the media should be saying and looking for. Dated September twelfth, two
2: thousand twenty-three. So that was day before yesterday, and uh, it's you know it's entirely inappropriate to be coming from White House Legal Counsel's office, and it's addressed to look, look at the subject line, yeah. But,
3: but Doug, here's the thing: memo to Attorney's editorial leadership
2: things? at U.S. news media organizations.
3: Attorneys write things all the time. Some, some of them, you. It shouldn't be coming out of the White House.
1: Shouldn't be coming out of the White House, Mister York. Obviously, that right, attorney
3: did what it's, he, he it's was It's time for was the right.
2: media to more to to more scrutinize House Republicans dem- demonstrably false claims that they're basing impeachment stunt on. That is not a legal argument. That is a political argument, and it shouldn't be coming from white house legal counsel's office when it does it's fairly construed as a threat let's take a break
1: this is barry duke and you're listening to 101.7
0: wkom columbia
3: Happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you see the happy face on our truck, healer! you'll be smiling cause you know that you're in luck. Healer! When you fixed up and you know it, healer solved it like you hoped it. If you're happy healer. and you healer. know it, shout it
4: out. Healer
3: Scapple scalpel tweezers tweezers ham sandwich ham what sandwich i was going to eat lunch when i got my oil changed earlier but take five
0: is so fast i didn't have time
2: but sir you can't eat during surgery
0: Eh, one bite won't hurt Mm.
1: whoops Uh, napkin
3: napkin
1: at take five your
2: oil change is faster than you think take five the stay in your car 10 minute oil change You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR playoffs weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Delt Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Del Kennedy. Thank you for listening. Last segment, Three News with a View, Thursday edition. Uh, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm
0: doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one,
2: Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And friend of the station, uh, our guest, Gabe Howard, Murray County Commissioner. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Good morning, everyone. Del,
3: uh, let me let me interject a little something. You, you go for it, right. Mr. York. The, the Fifth District Court did slap. The Biden hands. But let me tell you what the intent. First of all, it was a three-judge panel that were all Republican appointed by Republicans. So that that's a caveat you need to keep in mind, people, listening audience. I wish it but wasn't so but, yeah. what Biden and them intended to do was try to get the media to stop putting on falsehoods about COVID, about health care, and all the things that impact the lives of Americans. Yes, they 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 did appear to threaten the media companies, but that you know what what they're trying to do is protect the sanctity of information that's going out on the web. Now you know that's what you're, down, that, you're downplaying
2: it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. what Herman not, Goebbels I, and Hitler did.
3: It's, <laughs> it's not, not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. The time
2: that's what uh, Herman Goebbels but, and Hitler did. They Mr. said
3: York. they said that the district court said that it did threaten. The First Amendment. It said so violated the First Amendment. It. Not they, threatened, they it, them, violated. All right, violate. All right, they told them to stop it. And if they stop it, nothing else will occur. So
0: what, Well, this letter that like came I out say, September 12th from White House Legal Counsel's Office...
3: that. What you want me to go do, slap all the no, lawyers? They, no, they, it, right?
0: they wanted to make it illegal to where people that were on Facebook or social media were saying, don't get the vaccine because if you get it, you'll still be able to get COVID. I mean, we heard over and over again that if you got the vaccine, you were not going to get COVID. And, that, and all you got to do is look lie. at the news. Yeah, to, I mean, there's a lot of garbage uh, Iver, that was coming you know, out of the, know, the it's CDC. A, it's you a lot
3: of garbage because I can expect, expect if they're all appointed by Republicans, That they're going to go against the Biden administration. That's normal. That's politics.
2: Your premise, your premise, though, that they, yeah, I mean, uh, the government put out tons of lies and misinformation big about time. covid cdc big time
0: Hydrochlor, um, uh, hydrochloric so um uh, ivermectin everything they said you know you're taking horse medicine guess what they've come out and said actually that is an effective you know effective and, and they're still treatment. the
2: cia has i mean just just this week a, a whistleblower uh has come to congress saying that the cia paid scientists to say that the COVID-19 did not arise from Wuhan but came from a you know from meat a market meat market central, or something yeah. like that. Paid them, paid them. Now you have to wonder why would the CIA do that, you know? And it all goes back to what Rand Paul was getting into that and he's still getting into that uh, uh, Obama shut down Fauci's game of function research and then Fauci went rogue and contracted it with u.s government money out to labs in wuhan and in ukraine and then it got loose on the world somehow and maybe deliberately so because fauci has a financial interest in these vaccines and has made more than 300 million dollars in royalties from these
0: vaccines and it also allowed melon balving
2: I mean, he, Del, Del. Let me ask you
3: this: The lawyers for the Biden administration argued that the induct, injunction was overly broad and vague, and warning it would stymie the government's legitimate and crucial effort to address threats to public welfare. Is anything wrong with that?
2: It, it, if, if what's wrong with it is when you threaten the power of the presidency to either omit or publish or. Publi- to either omit information or publish information and, and cr- control the narrative of the media. Uh, when you use the power of the presidency, say, there are bad things going to happen to you if you don't say what we tell you to say.
3: Fox just got sued for $987 million because they put out false information. And you're telling me it's it's not okay for the president and his council to say to media companies, stop putting out information that threatens the public welfare. You you say that's all right. They shouldn't do that.
2: They can ask pretty please, but when they say or else we're going to take action to hurt you by using the power of the presidency, we're going to well, we're going to regulate that. you, we're going to shut you down, we're going to sue you. When they do that, when they use the power of the presidency to coerce speech, the Fifth Circuit said that's a violation of the First Amendment. And let's talk. Well, about, that's yeah, what
3: your Republican Fifth it, it, Circuit. It, it, said. One
2: more, one more time, though. If we want to talk about who's the authoritarian party, let's let's go down the amendments once one more time. All right, who's who's attacking the First Amendment? The Fifth Circuit, uh, the Biden administration. Just minister, one incident. One the, incident. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, not ninety, not ninety, just one. Oh Lord, the, I'm not going to get into that. There've been, you know the. <laughs> the lies of fake media and all that kind of stuff fake news but first amendment second amendment take away your guns your right to bear arms democrats are attacking that fourth not one, amendment
3: not the second amendment but
2: 90 what huh
3: 90, 90 counts keep them 90 counts in man <laughs> you're talking about the witch
2: hunt Oh, Lord. You're talking about the witch. What's that got to do with the right to bear arms? He loves taking it back to Trump. I know. I know. The right to bear arms. Fourth Amendment. Search and seizure. Look who's getting in your computer. Look who's listening to your phones. Uh, That's Democrats. Fifth Amendment. Due process. They're taking it away all day long. Sixth Amendment. Right to counsel. They've indicted Trump's lawyers, for Pete's sake. You're part of the conspiracy because you agreed to represent somebody. That's nuts, and that's about committing a crime. <laughs> Eighth oh, Amendment. didn't commit a crime. Eighth Eighth Amendment. Eighth Sheets, Amendment. Cruel and, cruel and inhuman treatment. Uh, prisoners have been ordered released on January six charges because they're And I've seen the pictures. They're being kept in uh, bare cells with a, a wooden type bed and and uh one guy was in a closet yeah yeah and you know like giving a dog bowl of food up
3: for drugs they don't be too kind to you Dale.
2: miss york that's cruel and human treatment and
3: well they they do drug dealers that too
2: well okay and that makes it all right
3: well no i'm not saying it's all right (laughs) if it's good for the drug dealers it's good for these guys that did january 6th
2: there's no jails that should be run like that anywhere but they are in Washington, D.C., and that's where the January 6th defendants are housed in inhuman conditions. Yeah, the they, courts got, of,
3: they got tablets, courts of, Bill. Of, no, not y'all put out all kind of information. They had, they, they had the courts people go there, so Republicans held. went there, and a the Democrats went there, and they had tablets in the cell. No. Now, what, they, what cell no, gives you tablets when you get arrested? They, they did do not have cover.
2: tablets. I, I want to change the subject, and I want to ask you a question. Well, uh, there's one more amendment, Gabe, the Tenth Amendment, uh, which is all powers— you know, not enumerated here as federal powers are reserved to the states. The Democrats are running roughshod rough shot over that. Now, just name me any amendment that the Republicans are violating or advocating that uh, advocating against right now.
0: Not one. Not one.
2: And That's Demo- how you tell who the authoritarians
0: and are. And Democrats, Democrats were against the 13th Amendment, too. Hey, Mr. York, uh, the Murray County Commission on
1: Monday, we've got a vote coming up. Um, should constables have law enforcement powers in Murray County? Um, you know, there is, uh, this resolution, uh, Commissioner Jeter has, has put a lot of work into the information that he's put together. And, you know, there, there's several different points and you can go and find those on, uh, his, uh, Facebook, uh, County Commissioner page. But, I, but I wanted to ask you, have you, have you heard about this? Do you know that this is going on? Do you have no, any input? I didn't know it
3: was a push, but I think constables really need more power. They need to have authority as policemen. They need to be deputized. They need to be authority because I know a personal friend of mine was a constable and almost got whacked out there when he had to serve a warrant. What
1: what 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 more power could he need? He has law enforcement authority.
3: What, what do you mean? Well, can he can he carry a gun too? He absolutely can with no training. Oh, okay, but he should have training. That's what I'm saying. They should, they should have the same training as the sheriffs and police department have.
1: Well, and this is really a public call for me. I I want to hear from the people of Murray County. Should constables have law enforcement powers in Murray County? Um, There's lots of.
3: That's just my personal view. I, I don't know what anybody else might think, but I think they ought to have law enforcement power. I think we've got a person out there that can only do some limited stuff right now as a constable. And we do need good police officers in every community. And he lives in that particular community. That's rapid response if he's given all the power that a sheriff's department employee or police officer had.
1: That, that's an interesting perspective, um,
2: but I do appreciate that. Thank you for that. All right, Gabe, I want to – let's see if uh, – let's see if I can find this. Um, Gabe loves Ellen Musk. Look, all right, we got three minutes. You love Elon Musk. Let me tell you what millionaires are saying. There's
3: one millionaire that said there should be high unemployment. His name's Tim Gunther because workers need to know who their employee is. Is that is that kind of dumb with, with an ongoing probable strike of GM that you're going to say you we need high unemployment? So workers know who employs them. In other words, don't fight for your working rights. Don't fight for working conditions because we pay you and you do what we tell you. That That's almost I've, going I've, back to a time we don't even want to talk about.
1: I've seen some pretty ridiculous uh, information coming out on the GM strike personally. I, I You know, I've not verified all of this information, but some of the bullet points were 40 uh, percent increase in pay over
3: four years, 32 hour work week um but but CEOs made a, had a 40% pay increase gate what's wrong with them getting a little extra money mr york
1: i would definitely agree with you at the end of the day um it should be a uh, there should be an equal playing field there but when you start talking about 40% pay increases across i mean hundreds of thousands of workers that's not even feasible
3: but 40% was by one CEO for GM. Well, and, and again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm
1: not defending that at all. I, I don't think that that's okay. I mean,
3: We're not talking about just a couple of dollars, uh, 15 or $20 more on the salary. We're talking about millions of dollars. All right, all right y'all gotten
2: off on uh, wage hikes and that thing. And, and there is tremendous upward pressure in the United States uh, right now on wages. And, you know, that's a good thing. I think... I think probably uh, wage earners have been left behind somewhat in the economy, but uh, wages and benefits, so what the Wall Street Journal is talking about here is that uh, union uh, negotiations have, have yielded some tremendous uh, uh, uh Wage increases. Yeah, wage increases. Uh, pilots at American Airlines ratified a contract last night month boosting wages by more than 40 percent over its four-year term west coast dock workers secured a 32 percent raise through 2028 united parcel service workers affiliated with the international brotherhood of teamsters struck a deal that will increase top hourly pay by 18 percent over five years Uh, and the journal goes on and on but they also point out though that wages and benefits for non-union workers were up even more than for union workers, they, they were up fifteen point eight percent since two thousand and nineteen. Uh, and
3: that's it, Dale. When when unions' wages increase, non union people's wages probably increase even more. Well, they ride on the back of union workers. I, I think that- it
1: needs to be a top down approach. Look, I mean, but we're general- only paying one hundred thousand dollars for an SUV right now. I mean, it's going to come down to the bottom
2: line. Yep, we're heading out. I'm going
3: back to the mule and wagon. I can't afford them expensive cars. Well, I
2: mean, that's the way our economy is, though. I mean, workers are demanding and getting um, significant wages, and that's not...